The Chargers are in need of a totally franchise-altering move, and that is why Jim Harbaugh is clearly the number one option as their next head coach. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for eight seasons, but this is our sixth year as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen. And also, thank you guys for giving us, I think, our best stretch of four shows that we've ever had in show history. To make sure you guys don't miss it, subscribe and follow for free to lo- on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David we got a big one today. That's right, because we're talking about why Jim Harbaugh needs to be the next head coach. And I'm going to tell you why. And it's because everywhere he's went, he's turned programs around immediately and turned them into winners. And if you didn't need any other incentive, God forbid Jim Harbaugh wind up with the Las Vegas Raiders. As if it couldn't get any worse. Andy Reid, Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton in the division. Go get him, Chargers. And if not, maybe Mike Tomlin is a good backup plan that the Steelers are dumb enough to let him go. But today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. David, we've talked a lot about the Chargers head coaches and just how important this move is. And I think both of us, we've talked about why we want Jim Harbaugh and that he's the number one option for us. But at this point, looking at this team and what they need, To me, it's clearly Jim Harbaugh and then everybody else. Absolutely, it is. And the reason why is because everywhere that Jim Harbaugh goes, he wins. So when you look at him going to Stanford, before he got to Stanford, they in 04, they were four and seven. 05, they were five and six. In 06, they were one and 11. When he got there in 2007, four and eight in 07, five and seven in 08. 8-5 8-5 and five in 09, and 12-1 and one in 2010. Then he leaves, and he goes to coach the 49ers. Before he got to the 49ers, they were 7-9, and 8-8, eight and 6-10. Eight and when he gets there in 2011, he is a 13-3 and three season, goes straight to the NFC Championship game where he loses. In 2012, 11-4, and four, an NFC Championship game win, goes to the Super Bowl, loses to his brother in the Super Bowl. In 2013, 12-4, NFC Championship game appearance again, and in 2014, 8-8. Then he leaves and he goes to Michigan. Before he arrives in Michigan, they are 8-5, 7-6, and 5-7. He gets there in 2015, immediately 10-3. 2016, 10-3. 2017, 8-5. 2018, 10 and three. You see what happens here? It's a very consistent, very clear pattern. Wherever Jim Harbaugh goes, he turns programs around, teams around quickly, and he turns them from losers to winners. That's about as simple as it it. gets right there. Yeah, 100%. I mean, his career record in the NFL is 44-19-1. I mean, he got fired after an 8-8 record, right? And the thing is about Jim Harbaugh is he doesn't always rub people the right way, right? Like, he had tension with the front office in his 49ers day he had tension with some of the players but when you're talking about a team like the Chargers who are lost as a franchise and are trying to figure out how they don't you know 
just totally waste another elite quarterback's career, you need the culture shock, right? Like you need someone who's going to come in there and not worry about rubbing people the wrong way. Like they went with the ultimate players coach in Brands Daily. That was all about relationships and all those things. What he didn't have was the production. And I think the other thing with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan is he gives you an identity. How many times have we talked about it, right? Like how many times have we talked about what is this team's identity, offensively or defensively? What no was idea. it under Anthony Lynn? What was it under Mike McCoy, right? Like I think when at least in the Marty Schottenheimer days, you had an identity. You had Hanian yeah. Tomlinson. You were going to ram it down people's throats, right? And you were going to be a physical team. Jim Harbaugh makes you that right yeah. everywhere Jim Harbaugh goes it's a physical team like he can turn you into that he cares he's synonymous about with that and I think the other thing too is you get the best of both worlds you get someone that not only has experience as an NFL head coach you get somebody at the top of his freaking game right yeah. like Bill Belichick is flailing right now without Tom Brady in New England Dan Quinn last time he was a head coach went seven and 14 over his final season and a half and he got fired after an 0 and 5 start in Atlanta things started falling apart once Kyle Shanahan left you have someone who's about to potentially go win a national championship. He is at the top of his game. He's done it before. He's been to a Super Bowl. Go get that guy. And if you needed any other incentive, David, there's been a lot of talk recently on social media, and it's hard to know how you know valid these rumors are. But it makes a lot of sense that the Las Vegas Raiders are going to make a strong push for Jim Harbaugh. So if you needed any more fuel in the fire, there it is right there. Absolutely. And the Raiders have proven that they will put their money where their mouth is when it comes to coaches. They gave John Gruden a $100 million contract over 10 years. And then once they fired him, you know, about three seasons into his contract, they went and get Josh McDaniels and Josh McDaniels also making $10 million per season. He got fired as well. How did he cost the that Raiders? Much? How did Josh McDaniels cost that much? That's insane. Insane, right? Yeah. yeah, insane. But they have proven that they don't care about that kind of money. They will put their money where their mouth is. They'll spend it. They'll bring in the right guys they see that they feel like are going to run the organization. Do not let that happen imagine being a first-time head coach when your division is jim harbaugh andy reed and sean payton that you yeah. have to go up against six times a season for the foreseeable future that is hell do not let yeah. that happen just don't yeah, it's, it's disgusting to think about. I mean, to lose out on Harbaugh, who's obviously our number one choice right now, and to see him go to a division rival, like, that is such a, you know, double-edged sword right there. Like, it, it hurts you twice, right? Like, <laughs> you get stabbed twice by that move. And so if you're the Chargers and you're Dean Spanos and the Chargers ownership, make sure that doesn't happen. Go be willing to get into a bidding race with Mark Davis and his haircut, right? Like, be willing to go spend what it takes to bring someone like this in. The other thing is, you're the much more attractive destination. You have Absolutely. much more to sell outside of the financials than the Raiders do. You have a top five quarterback. Did the Raiders have that? No. No. By losing to the, or beating the Chargers as badly as that was, they actually guaranteed basically they're not gonna have a better draft pick than the Chargers are. You have a better draft pick, you have a better quarterback, you have the more enticing things to sell them out You know, on the actual field. Get it done. Do not let the Raiders happen because a tier would be absolutely going nuts if that were to happen because he thinks Harbaugh is coming next season. Dan, David, I love you, my boys. This is it here. First, calm your ass down about Harbaugh coming to the Chargers. I'm a Michigan fan. We need a title. This is my prediction 2024. Harbaugh is the coach. Alex Halabi is the GM. Let's go, Chargers. Hurry, get that first in 2025, baby. 
You have something you want to say to me? Let's go. I don't know why Tier wants to fight us when we're on the same side. I mean, <laughs> he said he doesn't want Harbaugh to leave, but then he also says Harbaugh is going to be the coach in 2024. So, hey, if Harbaugh wants to go win the national title before he wants to come be the Chargers head coach and drive up the price up a little bit more, that's not my money to spend. Spend the Sounds money. Sounds good anyway, to me. But I think there is something to He wants Alec Halaby or Halabi, who is an assistant GM for the Eagles. And I think there's a lot to like, David, about how the Eagles – have built that team as we kind of you know get more into the gm search and we haven't gotten fully through that yet but there's definitely a lot to like with how they built that team absolutely i mean you look at the eagles first and foremost they've won a lot of football games recently yeah a lot i mean and they you know they've been to the playoffs and they've done damage in the playoffs so you gotta like how they've constructed their roster they've really built from the inside out the spine of their football team is very strong they have one of the best offensive lines and they have an embarrassment of riches on the defensive line and it's just one of those units that is you know synonymously you know one of the best in the nfl so I mean, you want to try to grab general managers, people from winning organizations. That is a great place to start. Yeah. I mean, he's been there 16 years, right? He's been the assistant GM for a couple of years. Howie Roseman has put together an embarrassingly loaded roster. They're winning with a quarterback that they took in the second round. And more importantly, they built around him and were willing to make big moves to see what Jalen Hurts had, right? They went and traded for A.J. Brown, so they knew they were maximizing what J J Jalen Hurts actually could give them, so they knew how you know what Jalen Hurts was. Well, how do you know how good your quarterback can be? Give him the best weapons possible. Give him a great offensive line. I think that's a good start. But unfortunately, Jim Harbaugh might not be available if he goes back to Michigan, which is heartbreaking to think about. But what if Mike Tomlin becomes an option? We're going to talk about that coming up right after this. First, though, I need to tell you guys that Prize Picks, which is daily fantasy made easy, is what I'm using every weekend right now because Prize Picks is so much fun and it's so easy to use because with Prize Picks, you just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. The more entries you hit on, the more you win. And if you hit on six, you can win up to 25 times your money. Prize Picks offers also weekly promotions. Right now, you guys could go with Taco Tuesday, right, and get a 25% discount on the projections that they provide. And they're doing some for this Chargers game this weekend. They're getting into demons and goblins where they will give you a projection. If you go more than on that projection, like Austin Eckler, more than half of a touchdown, and Gerald Everett, more than half a touchdown, they're going to absolutely insanely boost your winnings on that. So if you're looking to go with the Chargers and you're a real masochist going into this game looking for Chargers, you can do that or you can go with Bill's players. Whatever game you're looking at, just go to prizepeaks.com slash NFL and use the code LOCKDOWNNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepeaks.com slash NFL. Promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for that deposit match up to $100. Prizepeaks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, David, well, we talked about Jim Harbaugh, who's obviously candidate number one. It doesn't mean he's the only good candidate, right? It's just for what the Chargers need specifically, right? Getting a former quarterback, getting a guy who's been a quarterback coach, getting a guy who's won everywhere he's gone, and also just built up entire franchises, right? Kept them afloat. Yeah. He's number one. But the secondary options are kind of all over the place, right? Do you go with Bill, who's been flailing like we talked about? Do you go with someone like Ben Johnson, who is you know probably the most sought after offensive coordinator and has done a ridiculously good job with that Detroit Lions offense last year and this year with the weapons he's not available to him no doubt but there's another option a wild card option that could be coming into the mix here because Mike Tomlin there are reports 
that he could get fired after this season because they are looking like they're not going to go to the playoffs. He's also dealing with a backup quarterback over there. And even when he wasn't, Kenny Pickett's not that good, right? So Yeah, I mean, he's not Mike, that far from a backup quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he probably will be a backup quarterback at some point. Yeah. We have this question here from Henry Gutierrez who asked, I think Mike Tomlin can bring what the Chargers need. Do you guys agree? Because for me, it would be between Mike Tomlin and Jim Harbaugh as my top two candidates. And David, I don't know if he'd be number two, but if Mike Tomlin becomes available, man, he shoots way up the list for sure. A thousand percent. I mean, you're talking about a guy who has never finished below 500 as a coach in his NFL coaching career. It's just right there. This guy is a winner. He's also went to the playoffs and went to the Super Bowl. He has been to two Super Bowls, and guess what? He has won one of them. A he Super has a Bowl championship champion, yeah. ring on his mantle or on his hand. That yep. is something that the Chargers want and need to validate themselves as a franchise, which unfortunately we all know they have uh, not been able to achieve that. So yeah, it's all about one. winning, right? It's all about getting that championship. This guy has a pedigree. He is coming from one of the best organizations in football. Mike Tomlin would absolutely be a great candidate for the Chargers. He is a definite leader of men. He's the epitome of that, right? He's not going to bring a lot of specialty as far as, you know, offensive or defensive specializing and being able to, you know, scheme everything the way you want to as far as like a next level schematics type of guy. That's not what he is. What he is, leader of men and kind of the best of both worlds because he is a guy who can, you know, relate to his players and he helps you build the culture, right? So he's not maybe yeah. as hard-nosed as someone like Jim Harbaugh is, but he's definitely built a culture with the Steelers and, and kept that franchise relevant even with some kind of knuckleheaded guys being drafted to that team. He's yeah. really, really kind of managed that well, I'd say, for the most part, with guys like Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell holding out. And when he had Ben Roethlisberger, they were consistently in the playoffs. And that's what you're wanting, right? Like, for the Chargers to have a quarterback like Justin Herbert, you should be in it and making the playoffs almost every single season, right? Big Ben got hurt there a bunch of times, but like 10 playoff appearances in 17 seasons, and not even all of those were with Big Ben. Like, he's drugged. Right. Much worse quarterbacks to the playoffs. Yeah, has two Super Bowl appearance, appearances, has one Super Bowl wing. He probably is going to have his first losing season this year. They're six and eight right now. But still, like, I think that, hey, if you're looking for someone that can come in and change things around for you and someone who's been consistently good year in and year out and maximized, maximize the roster that they have and t the talent on their roster, I think Mike Tomlin's the epitome of that. So yeah. let's get to the next question here from PMT commenter who asks, do you buy John Spanos's new quote of no financial limitations on this coaching search? This is something, David, that we talked a little bit about yesterday, right? But I understand why people would be hesitant to fully believe this. I mean, yeah, we talked about it uh, very in-depth on yesterday's show. Uh, but do I believe him? I, I want to believe him. I mean, right. I, I really do. But I'm not sure I fully believe it. Uh, I mean, those comments for me, it don't really mean much unless they're backed up with action. Yeah. So, you know, you say there's no limitations. Okay, well, prove it. Go get Jim Harbaugh. Go write him the check right. that he needs to Godfather be able to bring him offer. to the building. Yeah. And that's it. Be done with it. I mean, call, call it a day. And if you don't, if you come back and you hire another first-time head coach, those words are going to feel disingenuous to me. Yeah, and even if it works out, I've talked about it before, right? I mean, it, it's at the first-time head coaches. We had a question about first-time head coaches from Kartik, but we did talk about that a while yesterday. Or is it just picking the wrong first-time head coaches, right? Because I think there's an argument for that side of it, too. For sure there is. I think my the best way to kind of summarize how I feel about this is cautiously optimistic, right? Like, yeah. 
I do think, you know, with the Chargers trying to make a run at Urban Meyer, like I told you yesterday, right? Spending the money on the new facilities and honestly, just being shamed. Like the Chargers just got absolutely shamed on Thursday Night (laughs) Football last week. Shame. Shame. All the shame. Like, like, is that enough? Is that enough to, you know, have them reach a little deeper in their pockets? It should be. They've shown, you know, a propensity to at least recently spend a little bit more than they had been known for in years past. So I think cautiously optimistic to me is where it is. And I just have to hope that they are finally fed up with being the team that isn't living up to their expectations and are going to be willing to spend whatever it takes to go find the guy. Because the thing is, like, hey, if you go get Jim Harbaugh and it strikes out and goes up in a ball of flames, I'm not going to blame them for that, right? Like, I truly won't. Clip this, whatever. Like, at least they're going for it. And I think as Chargers fans, that's what you want to see. You want to see them go for it. Like, you know, Padres, I know a lot of Dodger fans watch the show too. Like, they went for it. They spent the money on the big players, and they absolutely went for it. It didn't work out. But I'm still happy that they went for it. I'm still happy they spent the money because it's not my money. Spend the money, whatever it takes, right? That's what you want to see. So let's get into this voicemail. We have a Canadian caller, Kartik, also from Toronto. Now we have someone calling in from Montreal. Let's see what Andrew has for us. Hey, guys. This is Andrew from Montreal, first-time caller here. If the Chargers pick anywhere from pick five to nine, would you be interested in trading back to gain draft capital? While it would be tempting to pick an offensive weapon and see them have a direct impact, like Jamar Chase had for the Bengals, for example, I feel like the Chargers are going to have a lot more holes next season, and the extra draft picks could help us fill up this roster quicker. I'm interested in hearing what you guys think. Thanks, and bulk up. Thank you so much for calling into the show for the first time, Andrew. We appreciate hearing you. And I think, David, one of the most exciting things about getting a new general manager is we might actually see a trade back. Yeah, exactly. Am I am I interested in them trading back? Absolutely, I'm interested. I've been interested for the last five or six years. I mean, I would. I mean, spare Justin Herbert. Obviously, we we definitely Correct. want to keep that one. But I've been interested almost every year in the Chargers trading back and accumulating more draft capital. I think this you know draft coming up, especially, is where they should entertain it the most because yeah. they're going to have the highest, most valuable pick that they've had in a very long time. And it is worth a lot. And I would love to give whoever our new general manager is as many opportunities to get the best players in the draft that he wants to get and he wants to bring into the building. So, yeah, more ammunition for the GM. Definitely on board. And the thing is, is like Tom Twesco hit on a lot of those first round picks, right? But like what you don't know is what this team would look like and how much more well-rounded it would be had he traded back a couple of times, yeah. you know, in like the Mike Williams draft, right? Or in some of those ones where he had a, a higher draft pick. So I, I think that, yes, you absolutely have to consider it. I think with where the charges are trending to pass up on someone like a Malik Neighbors or a Brock Bowers is going to be very, very tough because those are guys how you could see how they could instantly impact for your team. Oh, yeah. But the other thing is, is you're going to have to, you know, get rid of a lot of stars and not be able to bring back any of the players you have heading into free agency right now, right? So that's going to open up some holes on this roster. You're going to have more holes on the roster than you have draft picks. So I think you have to entertain it. I think especially when you're a team that has a quarterback, there's no bigger strength that you could have in the draft than already having your quarterback figured out because you get to let all those other teams who are still looking for their quarterback, you can say, hey, come and get your guy because I don't need to be here. My guy is already on the team, right? Exactly. I have my guy. I don't need that. So being in that position of power lets you really orchestrate what you want to do at the top of the draft and gives you a lot more options. So a big offensive weapon would be great. Trading back, getting more picks to fill more holes on this roster is absolutely what the Chargers could do because they already have their quarterback, and that part's taken care of. 
And absolutely not in any world, in any dimension, in any timeline, should the Chargers ever trade Justin Herbert. Yet, we still have fans that think about, hey, if the Chargers are trying to reset, maybe you trade Justin Herbert too and get all the draft capital in the world. And I say to that, absolutely not. And I'll tell you why right after this. First, though, I need to tell you guys about game time. Because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, and that's what Game Time is here for. Because Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. And right now, there are still many tickets available on Saturday night, primetime on Peacock, Chargers, Bills, SoFi Stadium. If you guys want to go watch the Chargers, get a higher draft pick, you can do that on Saturday. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. They also have great things going on like zone deals. That's one of the things I really like there. You can pick the section that you want to sit in, right? They'll pick the random seats for you, and you can save up to 18% doing that, and you always have a view of what seats that you want with the team. They'll give you the exact view that you're going to get when you buy those tickets. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, David, it's time to continue this Chargers mailbag here, and thank you to everyone who hit us up on Twitter at LockdownLAC. Thank you to everyone who called into the voicemail line, like a tier at 323-524-7924. A tier doesn't even ask questions anymore. You're supposed to have to ask a 30-second question, but we love you, a tier. You knew we were going to get you on the show today, and it's fine. Michigan can go win a natty before Jim Harbaugh comes to us. It's totally cool. We're, we're definitely all right with that. But Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. I'm excited to tell you guys about that because not only do they have that covering every sport and every league around the entire sports world, but you also have the Los Angeles 24-7 sports streaming channel as well. So make sure you guys go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and the Lockdown Los Angeles sports channel and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So let's get to this next question from Nicholas Petrelli, which... Nicholas, this is not a shot at you because this is a, a common sentiment, way more common than I would think, right? What are the chances the Chargers totally start from scratch and trade Justin Herbert? I mean, there's no way Justin Herbert can be excited about coming back next year to this mess. I think he would be if Jim Harbaugh's here. I think he would be even <laughs> if someone like Ben Johnson, new offense, you know, that has that potential. I mean, like, there's a lot of reasons. Also, too late, Justin, <laughs> you already signed the contract, right? I mean, that, that's messed up. But, David, there's no world where it makes sense to trade a quarterback as good as Justin Herbert he is the most attractive hood ornament that you have for this you know franchise which has been driving into a ditch for far too long there's no scenario in which you entertain a trade for Justin Herbert absolutely not in any universe and any planetary system that exists in this world would you ever want to trade Justin Herbert Number one, Justin Herbert has a full no trade clause. Okay, so yeah. that is not going to happen. Number two, Justin Herbert is literally living his dream right now. Yeah. Justin Herbert grew up as a Chargers fan. Okay, he got drafted by the Chargers and he signed a contract to play for his favorite team. Yeah. That is something you would never, ever want to leave. And also, the Chargers would be stupid to trade Justin Herbert. The main player main position that every single franchise in nfl history is looking for is a quarterback first yeah. and foremost the chargers have that in justin herbert there are 24 25 
other teams that would trade for Justin Herbert 29. right now. And it, it wouldn't be a second thought. If it's not, probably if it's not Patrick Mahomes or or Josh Allen, they're probably picking up the phone. Joe and Burrow, saying, maybe. I mean, that's why yeah, I said Joe Burrow, yeah. Those are the that's three. probably the three. Other than that, every single other team in the National Football League would trade for Justin Herbert. No way, no how. Another thing is, is there's not a single head coach or GM that's going to be coming into this job thinking about training Justin Herbert, right? Like, <laughs> they're all praying to their lucky stars that they get a chance to coach someone or to general manage around someone like Justin Herbert, right? Like, I think Diana Rossini from The Athletic talked about when these jobs became, you know, available. She yeah. said, a coach texted me who wants a job and said, give me Justin Herbert and I'll show them the vision they want to see, right? Like, this is the most attractive thing. It is very interesting to think of what the, the hall would look like. You know, yeah. I would never do it. But, I mean, if the Browns are getting three first, a fourth, and a fifth, or three first, a third, and a fourth, for Deshaun Watson with actual, you know, sexual assault charges against him at the time, and he gets a guaranteed contract, what does Justin Herbert go for? Four first-round <laughs> picks, five first-round picks. Yeah. I don't know, but it might be the biggest haul in NFL history, and I think that you just you don't trade that guy because Chargers fans are spoiled. They've had a lot of great quarterbacks. You don't want to be the Jets. You don't want to be the Browns. Like, there are probably 10 franchises that have never had a quarterback maybe even more as good as justin herbert oh, or yeah. even a good quarterback in the last 10 years and i promise you they would trade everything to get one so let's get to this next one here from matthew who has a question about the chargers future at the center position with the uncertainty surrounding Corey hey guys, matthew again just excited we're doing a change in head coach and gym we will see what happens this obviously my question today is do you think in 2024 season should we get the center from oregon or do you guys feel confident on this o-line going into next year do we need to work more on this o-line and that or fantasy let me know what you guys think both so baby thank you guys it's a great question and jackson powers johnson who is the oregon center is looking like the best center prospect available right and I think this is more a Corey Lindsay question because I think right now the uncertainty around Corey Lindsay makes it very, very likely that the Chargers have to spend a pretty premium pick on trying to get a center of the future in 2024. Well, I mean, you saw how impactful it was when Corey Lindsay is not in the football game. Yeah. He is a guy that covers up a lot of deficiencies, like having two young guards on each side. That is not something that you can really hide when you know you put a, a player of lesser caliber in there. That's, you know, just in how incredibly valuable he is. So, you know that you need to emphatically address this position and yeah. you have to do it early in the draft. So, if that is Jackson Powers Johnson, then I'm all for it. I, I think it's so very important that you get a commander, a guy that's a force multiplier in the middle of your offensive line to be able to put everybody else in the right spot and to be able to make everyone around them better. Yeah, and we'll see if he ends up being that kind of player. That's what Corey Lindsley was, right? But, like, right now, he went on that non-football illness list, you know, early in the season, and they never really even gave it a second thought of whether he would play this year. So, totally not out of the question that he could come back, but he seems like one of the biggest cap casualties because he might have to retire. We'll see. He hasn't yet, which I think gives you some hope. But, but I think, like, outside of Rashawn Slater, there's not much you feel great about on the offensive line right now, right? I mean, yeah. like you could have competition for either of those guard spots. You could be looking for the replacement of Trey Pipkins, and you better at least go in with competition for Trey Pipkins going into oh, next yeah. year. I do also think, though, that with a better offensive line coach, 
with a better vision, this offensive line they have right now as it's currently constructed could be a lot better than the version of it that we saw in 2023. I think there is talent on that unit. I think that them getting the most out of that has not happened or really gotten anywhere close. So let's play a pretty fun game of would you rather with Matthew here as we get out of here. Hey, this is Kirk from Eagle. Hey, I got a question for you. Actually, I'm going to change pace on you. I'm going to do a would you rather with you guys. In the draft that's coming up, think about the player that you would want outside a quarterback, like the number one player. So I'm going to give you this would you rather. Would you rather lose the rest of the games of the year and be able to draft that one player that you have in your mind? Or would you rather, at the end of the year, beat the Chiefs and knock them out of the playoffs? I know it's a stretch, but just for fun, what which would you rather do? Thanks, bye. That is fun, and that's not Matthew who asked the center question. That's Kirk, and I'll tell you why I know it's Kirk. It's Kirk from Eagle, but not just Eagle. Eagle, Nebraska, because Kirk is a longtime caller. Sorry, Kirk. Thank you for the question. It is a fun question, David. Where would you go with it? Yeah, I mean, one of them is beating the Chiefs once. The other one is an option to potentially beat the Chiefs multiple times over many years. (laughs) So for me, it's a very easy decision. Uh, if Marvin Harrison Jr. is available, then I'm taking him every single day of the week, adding him to Justin Herbert, and then trying to completely destroy the Chiefs and everyone else in our path for as many years as humanly possible. And then also, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword there because then you get, you know, Marvin Harrison's son to come join Justin Herbert and do what Tom Telesco couldn't as Tom Telesco helped build Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison's championship teams, right? So it all comes That's full right. circle. If Maserati Marv is there, I don't get, I'm starting Max Duggan the last three games. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Max Duggan's getting the last three starts. If it guarantees me, I get Marvin Harrison Jr. in the first round of this upcoming draft. So I think what I would say, though, is, hey, the best thing for them is to lose out. If they're going to win a game, I would much rather it be against a division rival. And if I'm picking a division rival, if I can knock the Chiefs out of the playoffs, I'm doing that eight days out of the week if I can only pick one more win for the rest of the season. Easton Stick, luckily, is not going to be able to get it done. I don't think Will Greer is going to be able to get it done. I don't think Max Duggan on the practice squad is going to be able to get it done. But that's going to wrap things up for today's show because like the Chargers when Jim Harbaugh brings in their first championship. I'm going to Disneyland tomorrow, and we will be back with you guys tomorrow, as always, with Crossover Thursday. David Drogmeyer joining up with one of the best draft analysts out there, Joe Marino, host of Locked On Bills. Super excited for that. To make sure you guys don't miss it, go subscribe or follow for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for everyone who hit us up at Locked On LAC on Twitter. And again, the voicemail line is 323-524-7924. You can also find us on Instagram at Locked On Chargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. We post the show there every single day to make sure you don't miss it. You can also find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrogTalkSD. But it's crossover Thursday, so make sure you guys are back here tomorrow with that. David Drogmeyer, Joe Marino. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.